Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's an interesting time, you know, for health and fitness, period. I think, honestly, more people are going to move to more boutique fitness, more to class sizes where they're small, they can have their own equipment that no one else is going to touch. I could be gone in an instant. Maybe it's time to do something and take charge of my health. It will take time to get back to what our normal usage is because this the reality what we're in now it's just the unknown thank you so much for joining me on the latest edition of krld in depth i'm austin york with gyms opening up in texas on may 18th many around the state were confronted with the decision to get back to clanging and banging or watch it from the sidelines for a bit to see how things played out now, gyms across the state are having to not only make changes to the way they clean their facilities but pivot many times from their business models to ensure customer safety. One gym that everyone recognizes is the YMCA, which has begun to reopen. I spoke with Kurt Hazelbaker, who is the CEO and president of the YMCA of Metropolitan Dallas, about all things gym in this pandemic, starting with the changes they're making. Uh, Austin, as you can imagine, we've had to really redo everything from uh, what things were pre-March 15th when we closed. So when a member comes in, they'll walk in and they'll see signage right away um, before they get into the building, asking about how are they feeling today, um, have you been around anybody who's been sick, just some general health questions. They will come in, we will um, uh, scan their membership card. There is a QR code that they'll see right up front where they can access a lot of different information on our reopening when they're in the facility. Uh, we've got uh, stickers on the floor to encourage social distancing. Our machines, our cardio equipment and our uh, wellness equipment, our strength equipment has uh, been placed so it's six feet apart so that we, we measured each piece of equipment all the way around it to make sure the equipment's six feet apart. The cardio equipment, it's every other piece will be in use. There's signage on it. This machine is closed. Group exercise classes, you'll sign up online ahead for those. There's limited capacity with the 25% capacity that the governor's um, uh, rule came out with, governor's order came out with. So we've got limited capacity in, in our group exercise classes. You can sign up online for that. You can sign up online for a space in our child watch. and uh, You can sign up online for a lap or a lane to lap swim. So we're trying to be as efficient as we can in a safe environment, but also trying to balance 
the safety with what makes the YMCA special. The socialization piece, coming up to see my friends, seniors gathering in our lobbies, trying to factor all that into the reopening. What have you been hearing from people that use the Y? Are, are they excited to go, ready to go, or are they a little apprehensive? Austin, a little bit of both. As you can imagine, there we've had members call who have wanted to know what is it going to look like. They're concerned about the safety. We've had uh, members put their membership on hold. They want to wait. They want to wait to see how this thing comes back and how it comes back. We have learned from wise around the country that have opened that they have seen the first couple of weeks uh, about 20% uh, 20% usage over the same time last year. Uh, we've heard from uh, Nashville and Atlanta that members will walk in. They want to see what things look like and then leave. Uh, and they'll come back week, two weeks later to work out, but they want to see it, what it looks like first. I suspect we're going to see the same thing with uh, people want to get back to the Y, but they want to get back to a safe environment, and they want to see others in there first. How long do you think it's going to take to get back to normal, or has the gym industry been forever tainted by this? I think it is going to take some time to get back to normal. The you know We're opening at a 25% capacity. Uh, at some point, that capacity is going to be increased. Um, we have seen a tremendous... Um, usage of our virtual classes, we, we will keep that going. Um, we think for some that will be their entree back, that they're going to continue to do virtual for a while till they get comfortable with things opening up. Uh, virtual will be a, a piece of, of what we do going forward. Uh, we've learned that it, it works and that people can access it. Um, but, you know, our, our hope is, Austin, that this is temporary and that people get back into their routine. I'd like to be able to tell you I know what temporary is. I don't have any idea, nor does anybody at this point. Uh, it will take time to get back to what our normal usage is um, because this, the reality of what we're in now, it's just the unknown. What are some of the changes you think in the gym industry that are going to be permanent because of this pandemic? To me, the, the safety standards and the cleaning standards and the precautions, that, that's the way we'll do it. You know that that we're, we're making all these changes now that we're not going to go back to the way it was. We, our White Rock wide, for instance, we had 12 sanitizing stations. Now we have over 30. We had um, four uh, stations for gym wipes. Now I think there's 15 in there. That's the way we'll go forward. So that that piece is you know that's what will take place. Um, you know that that is part of the new normal. We're, we're going to come out of this, and I would suspect most other gyms are going to come out of this, and from the wellness side, smaller organizations, that you will have, we've already seen it, fewer people, we have had you know, quite a few people cancel, um, and they have told us that they're, they're just uncomfortable from that social setting. Will we get back to those numbers? I think so, but it's going to take time. I mean, we're looking, this is an 18 to 24-month recovery to me to get back to where we were at pre-March 15th. One of the most prominent gym owners in North Texas for several decades is Larry North, who reopened his gym on May 18th when the governor allowed. I sat down with him and asked him about his gyms, as well as where he sees the industry going following this pandemic. Now, for me, it was a real easy transition because I've 
I, I've been in the business my 31st year of owning my own clubs, and I've worked in clubs since I'm 16, so I'm 59 now, so it's, yeah. it's, it's four, de yeah. four decades. <laughs> and so for me, it was just sort of a no-brainer because I've always had my clubs immaculately clean. So I knew that my cost of doing business was gonna increase regardless, so I had to have more supplies, gloves, masks, uh, wipes, sanitizer, paper towels. Uh, I had to hire a new cleaning crew uh, for the evenings. I had to hire more personnel to clean. I had to hire more people at the front desk to do more mandates. But it's been super smooth for my organization. So my largest competitor down the road was Gold's Gym. And when they decided to close that club permanently, I actually was able to get on the phone with the CEO, wonderful guy, and we worked uh, a deal where I acquired all the members. So I'm probably the only club in North Texas that ended up in better shape uh, post-coronavirus than pre-coronavirus. The other thing is I didn't lay off one employee. I didn't furlough one employee. I was also at the, at the front end of the PPP program. So I did get funded and I was able to keep my people employed. And as a result of being employed, we did Zoom conferences twice a week. And then we broke up into teams starting back six weeks before we were allowed to open and started our cleaning process and moving equipment around. So. Basically, the response has been outstanding. The, 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 the team is excited because the, the people that work for me, they're reading the newspapers, they're reading the magazines, they're reading social media, and they know that there's a lot of unfortunate casualties in this industry. They're speculating that 50% of health club or health club-related businesses are gonna close permanently. And that's my, my next thing. You've obviously had many years of experience in this. And everyone wants to say, well, it's going to get back to normal eventually. But there's, like you mentioned, going to be a lot of casualties. So uh, it's public knowledge that Gold's is filed for Chapter 11. Uh, I think they're going to be okay. One way or the other, I think that they'll come out of it more as a restructuring. 24-hour fitness, unfortunately, uh, I would imagine a large creditor may take them over. There may be someone that will try to take over the company, but it's going to be very costly. So you have 430 clubs. You have 23,000 employees and 100 clubs in California alone, and they haven't even opened yet. Oh, yeah. So basically, uh, I think Lifetime will be fine. They're, they're CEO, and they're, they're very well funded. Uh, what will happen is... The ones that are going to grow are the ones that are going to survive. So the NFL clubs and Mark Mastroff, who's an icon in the industry, he's fine. He's buying clubs. I'm even looking for, for club opportunities. So when a landlord, uh, let's say, decides to, let, let's, let me back up. If an Orange Theory, for example, decided that they're not making it, that's 3,000 square feet. A landlord can easily repurpose that space it's hard to repurpose a 40,000 square foot box. So it leaves opportunity for someone who can run a club. Your cost of entry is so much less if you're going into a club that already exists. And one of the things that these, these big you know, clubs are going to face is the demand is going to be different now when customers come back. I don't think the safety measures will ever change. I mean, maybe we won't. We're not going to have to wear gloves permanently, and we're not going to have to keep the showers closed permanently, and the daycares can reopen. But small boutique like an Orange Theory, like a, a Core Yoga, uh, like a Pilates Studios, their business model can't function off 
partial participation. What makes those such good business models is that they actually have over-participation waiting lists. So I just don't know, unless we get into sort of, sort of full throttle back to business, but the problem there is, is everybody gonna run back? You know, if you're a workout aficionado, you're gonna find a gym. But the average person, they, they may be accustomed to working out at home or working out in the park or just not ready to get back into the gym full time. What are you hearing from your customers? I know uh, I've, I see this place is, is a decent amount of people in here. Were people raring to go and saying, hey, we can't wait to get back? Or were they saying, we're going to wait and see for a little bit here? It's or do you have both? It's a great question. The older, older clients now. They, they wanted to put a pause in there. Most of them are looking to come back in June. They wanted to sort of test the water, see what was gonna happen. I think so many people are still in fear. Are we gonna have this huge spike? And you know, if, you're, if you tend to be at risk, uh, I think t people tend to be more cautious. We didn't end up having like 80 people outside at 5 a.m. when we first opened on May 18th, but it's been more of a trickle down. More people are getting comfortable, and I think the person that's come in first is the person that realized there's no gym substitute at home. You've yeah. got to have a gym. If you lift weights and you are consistent, it's really hard to replace what you get in a gym. And plus, I think there's just an atmosphere that a gym provides that home training just doesn't, doesn't live up to. How have the customers been as far as following the rules, wiping down their stuff, everything like that? Have they been mostly compliant and everything? Yeah. I mean, I think everyone's sort of, uh, everyone's been, my experience has been with our members, and I think other members of other clubs from what I've heard is, people realize you have to be respectful. And we require our, our trainers and staff to wipe down equipment after each usage. I wipe it down after each usage. And I have not seen any member complain about wearing gloves. Masks are optional. Most of my staff prefers to wear a mask because we just want people to feel safe. And five years from now, how is the gym industry going to look, the landscape going to look uh, following this? And let's just say that you know, the, the coronavirus is eventually contained. Is this going to leave a lasting impact on the gym industry? Yeah, because it's going to leave a lasting impact on the industry because there's going to be too much collateral damage. And I don't think most people that do uh, end up closing are going to have a really hard time. You have people that have worked their whole lives to open up, you know, two or three or four franchises and they're going to lose it. And, and I see it, that being very difficult. I do think that the big promises in the industry throughout the 70s, 80s, 90s, and even now is always weight loss and muscle building. I think there's going to be a new promise, and it's called immune boosting. Yeah. So I think that you're going to have more of a hybrid of a wellness component, people getting IVs, people learning more about nutrition, people doing supplementation, and looking to really build the immune system up. Uh, over and above just weight loss or aesthetics. And that's that was my final question. Do you think that this could actually help in the long run with more people now health conscious? Hey, I, we, I had a, pro, uh, a pandemic a few weeks ago, a few months ago, a few years ago, and I was at risk because I wasn't in shape maybe, or I had diabetes or, or something like that. Are we gonna see more of that? Well, as you know, I've been doing this a long time and I've hosted radio for decades. And most people that 
don't have high regard for taking care of themselves tend to feel bulletproof. They don't think anything can really happen to them. You know, diabetes doesn't cause pain, and most people that are diagnosed with cancer didn't even know that they had it. So I think that the people that are high risk are getting a huge wake-up call. So uh, obese, smokers, drinkers, elderly, preconditions. So I actually see those people going, whoa, wait a minute here. I, I could be gone in an instant. Maybe it's time to do something and take charge of my health. Now, both of the gyms I spoke about earlier are larger gyms. So what about the smaller performance gyms or gym boutiques? Are they being affected differently? Will there be a larger demand for those kinds of more intimate gyms? Now, to answer those questions, KRLD's David Rankin sat down with Camille McCollum, with Body Bars Pilates Fitness. I think, honestly, more people are going to move to more boutique fitness, more to class sizes where they're small, they can um, feel safe, and they also um, have their own equipment that no one else is going to touch. Along those lines, I sat down with Ryan Nees, who owns Black Sheep Performance Center in Dallas, who says they've changed their business model due to the coronavirus. I think a lot's changed. You know, nobody's going to want to be shoulder to shoulder with somebody else in the gym. Um, you know, just uh, thousands of people being in a gym. So I think uh, what we're going to do, um, we've got a, a company called Disengerm that comes through and uh, sprays hydrostatic uh, misting of sanitizer on all of our surfaces, which is, you know, will kill, you know, the virus for up to 90 days. We actually have that company come in twice a week, great, uh, great. excuse me, twice a month. Um, and so to just kind of stay ahead of that, um, we're also capping membership. Um, at 300 members, and we are a 24-hour facility, um, which will be staffed um, nearly 24 hours a day. You know, um, it's going to be a much more close um, knit community, um, and so uh, members will probably all know each other, and there be more more uh, thoughtful uh, if they are sick, not coming into the gym. Yeah, um, yeah. And so uh, that's kind of the approach we're going to take. I do expect the gym industry to. Um, really change now one of the things i looking at your gym it's it's really open you got a lot of space here so like you, you were kind of mentioning that shoulder to shoulder approach that's really not going to be the case here how many do you expect in at one at a time and i mean uh, with 300 members you know we figure 40 percent will probably come through daily you know we're going to get a little higher usage and so i mean you're talking about less than 150 people coming through a day being 24 hours i imagine you know at least 30 or 40 of those people that are coming in a day are going to be on off hours um I don't expect more than 15 or 20 people in here, and that's a that's a model that we'll maintain. Um, you know that we can maintain. You know, with 300 members, we don't want anybody to feel crowded in here. You know, of course, you you want some energy in the gym. Yeah. You know, but you don't want to be waiting on equipment. You don't want to be you know doing your burpees and some pull somebody else's sweat. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly, and exactly. so, and those things are all. Um, you know, with the open space we have. Uh, just things we're not going to really have to worry about. And one of the things that I thought you said was really interesting is is the changes in the gym industry in general. You know, Gold's Gym already going out of business. LA Fitness, uh, Lifetime Fitness, they, they're really a lot of heavy population. Yeah. That's not going to happen here. How are they going to be affected, do you believe? It's, they're larger companies. It'll take them longer to pivot and uh, change their models, you know, um, where we're in, how they're generating income because years and years and years it's been that big uh you know eft that big monthly draft from everybody's gym memberships and they're counting on you not going to the gym yeah, yeah. you know and so I, I think you'll you'll see models change i think uh we'll see 
Um, possibly some of the some of the bigger companies smaller, swallow some of the smaller ones. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting time. It's an interesting time. You know, for health and fitness. Period. Obviously, lots to think about as people start to move back to fitness centers and gyms across the state. As always, thank you so much for joining us on the latest edition of KRLD In-Depth. Remember, you can get all the latest news in the COVID-19 crisis as well as the latest news in general and traffic and weather together on the 8s by listening to News Radio 1080 KRLD. For KRLD In-Depth, I'm Austin York. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.